Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks. I'm your host Scott Narber and I'm an actor, sort of, a uh, comedian, debatable, um, and an improviser, and a podcaster. And this week I've got a special guest with me. It's a little later than expected, um, but I'm very excited to have him on. We've been performing together for eight years. Yeah, it's coming on nine years. Is it really? Said, yeah. Holy shit. I know. For the improv world, uh, everybody, that's all. That's that's way too long of a time. Um, it's even longer than dog years. Uh, speaking of which, there's a <laughs> dog in the room right now, and I know he's gonna do something stupid later. So he's just watching his dog TV right now, staring out the window. And for those wondering, it's not a talking cat, just a noisy dog. Um, uh, but he's also been on America's Got Talent. Uh, he performs regularly with David Lehman, the magic of David, David and Lehman, uh, perform regularly at the Magic Castle and touring more across the United States of America. That's right. Next week we'll be in Denver for an Orthodox Jewish fundraiser. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're not circumcised, you can go. <laughs> That's our, we check at the door <laughs> at all shows. Uh, he's been on the show once before, uh, when I wasn't around, son of a bitch. <laughs> And refused to be on previously, but now I guess since Steve's gone, he's only on when one of us is not here. Uh, Lehman Parker is here. Hello, podcasters. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> These, do they not say hi back? Uh, they do. Okay. They do. Uh, you just got to get on Twitter to see it. Oh, I always yell at my iPad or mm -hmm. iPod or iPhone when I'm listening to my podcast. See, and when I go to live shows and people say hello... I figure out their Twitter handle, and then I tweet them, hello. <laughs> I guess that's the difference between you and I. Big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like uh, human interaction so much. Oh, and I only like interacting with electronics, but interpersonally. <laughs> that's that's huge. That's a big thing. Uh, and meanwhile, the dog stares at us. Yeah, this is a podcast, you piece of shit. You can't... Don't get him to... He doesn't have any sort of, like... Uh, internet uh prominence so he's not gonna there's no good trying to win him over as a listener no he doesn't even watch wrestling when i we watched wrestlemania in this house dog slept through the entire thing scumbag dog's a scumbag uh lehman i know you watch wrestling from time to time and you still have a fairly unique perspective on it like you're always pointing out things that are fairly absurd one of my favorite memories is we we're watching a smackdown together a long time ago, and this was when Teddy Long was still around, and uh, so we're watching dancing. something, and yeah, and so what I see is Teddy Long comes out uh, during like this big skirmish, and then he ends up making a tag team match that everybody <laughs> is so familiar with, and what you saw was something totally different. Like, you had noticed that uh, like four guys in the ring were fighting each other, and then music hits, and a black guy in an oversized suit comes out <laughs> and starts dancing. I think that would disrupt any fight. But I you... think the police officers should just change their look into an oversized, you know, <laughs> powder blue suit. And just start playing music and dancing? It'd end riots, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it you would. stop rioting? I would, because I'd watch the show. But you pointed out, like, you were laughing and going, like, why did a black man in an oversized suit just come out and start dancing during this? Yeah, I didn't understand the context. I didn't know that was his thing. <laughs> yeah, and we, wrestling fans who watch all the time, 
just get numb to stuff like that. But or I just go, like watched, oh, that's what he does. That's no big deal. But I feel like I've watched, maybe not, I'm obviously not a big fan of you, but I've watched That's okay. That, that's a, a good thing. <laughs> and I've never seen him do that before. Is that, but I guess it's a common thing. That's it, it was a common does. thing. But yeah, I mean, you, there are things like that that I just find funny that you you always point out to me. Like, you'll text me something and you go, is this a, is this a normal thing? Or is this, why, why does this happen? And it's always a normal thing, I feel. Like yeah. all these weird things. But, but wanting to know the origins of it and why it is, but never like, this is dumb or this shouldn't happen. It's just so fucking weird and you notice it. Well, I think the weird things like that are the things that aren't dumb. Like the dumb things are the, just the standard shit that always happens. So like what? Uh, uh, we were talking about this earlier, of the idea of having... Sometimes they address the cameras and sometimes they don't address the cameras in the backstage bits. Yeah. Right? Like, that happens all the time. And it's just a thing that's accepted uh, in, like, the WWE world. But Yeah, never mind that guy three feet away from you with a gigantic camera <laughs> in your face. Nothing. Just keep standing there three quarters turned. And especially if it's like, I'm going to assault this guy right when they're filming this thing. And they always say, oh, we got, we got camera of, you know... This backstage assault of, like, Brock Lesnar attacking uh, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Like, backstage. And it's like, well, how come nobody's getting charged for this? <laughs> right? How come the camera guys didn't step in? Or it's, like, all sorts of weird shit like that. Uh, you know, maybe it's WWE is just a big nature preserve. We <laughs> just let them fight? Yeah. And, the, the you know, they're just documenting everything. They can't step in. That's nature. Nature's just going to be a beast. Right, right, right. So what would be the equivalent of, like, in Jurassic Park where they send that goat up to, like, try and entice the T-Rex? Yeah. What's the... That would be, like, the reporters where they go back and, like, the reporter is the goat, right? Where they're trying to talk somebody and entice the... Yeah, they're trying to stir some shit up. So they're trying to they're trying to get the T-Rex to come out. So the, the, the Renee Young... Is is the goat coming out there with a the microphone and going meh meh, trying to get somebody to, out there to talk, and then that makes the T Rex come out. So a wrestler like Dean Ambrose is the Jeep with all the passersby, you know, filled uh, filled with uh, Doctor Malcolm, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Doctor Grant, and the lawyer, yeah, and uh, and the and the kids, and then uh, then Brock Lesnar, the T Rex, hears something he doesn't like, and then comes out there to eat them. I didn't know there were such similarities between Jurassic Park and wrestling. I have to rewatch all these things. Neither did I. But hopefully there's not a lot in Lost World, because I don't like that movie, and I don't want to watch it again. A lot. Oh, the movie The Lost World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the TV show Lost, like that world. <laughs> uh, Which one's The Lost That's the third one? That's the second one. That's the one with Jeff Goldblum? Yes. In San Diego? Yes. You didn't like it because you live in Southern California. You thought, oh, this is too real and too close. This is too real. I constantly see T-Rexes <laughs> running up against uh, uh, giant 76 balls down the street. I don't care for this. I don't like this. Uh, so what are, you, what are you watching lately? What are, you, are you still keeping up or you just watch sort of stuff sparsely? No, I, I watched everything up through WrestleMania. The problem with wrestling is there's no downtime. So, like, with other shows, there's, like, a downtime. Like, all right, I'm going to relax yeah. and kind of get rejuvenated. Yeah. And they just get burned out. So I watched up through WrestleMania, and then I didn't watch any of the Raws or any. I watched the one right after that because that was usually a pretty good one. Sure. But I don't think there was anything big to entice me to stick around and keep watching. That's fair. Was there? There wasn't, like, a big 
just some debuts of different guys, but there wasn't there wasn't like a main huge compelling story thing. I mean, you get to see AJ Styles be the number one contender, but even that, you go, oh cool, I'll check that match out in a month. Right, right, right. And I guess like I watched I watched TNA when AJ Styles was in it, so it wasn't a brand new thing, mm-hmm. right, to see him. Was there anybody else new that came out? Uh, there was. Uh, uh, everybody's everybody's yelling high at their computers right now. Oh, uh, the uh, the one guy, the Zach, uh, not the uh, Apollo Cruz, Apollo. right? <laughs> uh, the AKA that, Zach, <laughs> the guy that fought Terry Owens. Terry Owens. No, who the shit is Terry Owens? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Terry Cruz. You know, he was that big black guy. He's funny. That's Apollo Cruz. <laughs> A.K.A. Zach. Not Zach. The, who's the, Owens. Oh, Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens fought that one guy that wears a jacket. And Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn. Uh, True. So he was new. Yeah, he's, he's right, popped he was up like right before WrestleMania. Uh, there was also Enzo and Kaz. Which I only know because I know you hate Enzo so much. That's right, I do. <laughs> so I hate him so much. And he's been on this podcast. Yeah, he's been on this podcast. He shows up from time to time. Is he going to show up anymore? You know, normally when you talk about him, he just shows right up and, and ruins my day. I know people like to listen to him on the show and stuff, but he ruins my day. Uh, but uh, he got injured, which I think you saw. Cause yeah, I te- yeah, yeah. I was telling you, I was late <laughs> to our show because I was watching that clip so many times because I was laughing so much. Um, and I didn't know what you were talking about. We just got that text. I'm late for the show. I'm watching a wrestler get knocked out over and over again. <laughs> and then I think later that night or the next day, I started watching uh, Payback. And like as soon as I saw him get knocked out, I'm like, this is exactly what Scott was talking about. <laughs> now I see why he was wanting to rewatch this over and over. It was a good knockout. It was a great knockout. <laughs> it's super funny. Especially when they replay it later in slow motion. Oh, my God, yes. It's always so funny watching wrestling when... Uh, like somebody actually gets hurt mm-hmm. and they talk about it in like the same sort of tones that they do when somebody gets fake hurt. Yes. And so you can never understand what's going on. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> Cause in this, in this sport we're watching, these guys are meant to be knocked out <laughs> for at least three seconds time. <laughs> so that way someone else can come over them and then put their body mass on them to keep them from, uh, being awake enough to push their body off of them. But the second that the guy's like legit knocked down on the ground, like, well, he could be outside for 10 seconds, which would be a win, or you throw him in the ring for three seconds and you pin him there. And this is all fine. But like, oh no, he's legit knocked out. Let's bring out the, you know, the gurney and the fucking table, whatever they call it, the... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the gurney Cherry, table. The, the old gurney table. Because <laughs> he, everybody treated him like he was dead. Every, it was the, they was got you were a little disappointed serious. that that wasn't the case? No, I don't want the man dead. Not in the ring. No, no, no. I like watching clips where, where human beings turn into punctuation uh, marks. Like, <laughs> he went from uh, parentheses into an exclamation point and then <laughs> fell into a question mark. It was amazing. Do you think this is going to affect his in-ring persona? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to do for Big Cat. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, he has to do stuff on his own for a while. Can he? I don't know if he can or not. Yeah. I invited him to the show. 
then did he show up? He needed to find a ride, right? Because Enzo wasn't around to drive him. Yeah, Enzo wasn't around to drive him. Yeah, he doesn't drive himself. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. I thought we'd just invite him here and see how he'd react to this. Like, what if we told him, let's let's give him a scenario. Okay, yeah. let's let's test him. Because Vince McMahon likes to test people. You know, to it's, kind of pit them against each other. A great leader does that. Yeah, a great leader does it. Test, uh, test the, uh, what is it? Test the, the gurney table of his men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to see what it'll be like. So I thought we tell him, like, maybe Enzo is not going to come back for a little while. Maybe he has to do this on his own for a little bit. Just see how he so reacts. So he can handle stuff. the stress. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe he'll flourish. I don't know. Maybe he'll be excited by it. But I just thought, you know, we, we give him that. Just test him out. So is he, uh, Did he show up? Yeah, he's here. I just, the gate's locked, so that way the dog doesn't attack him. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably just going to step over the... You gotta open all this gate! You know, this gate's locked! Jump. Should I go get the gate? No, I got it, I got it. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. Sitting down. Here hey. we go, Big Cass. Hey, Big Cass, you don't have to announce everything you're doing. All right, S-I-T-T-I-N-G, spell it out, sin! When you spell things, they spell differently than you say them. Hey, sometimes you gotta just, you gotta spell it. You gotta spell it to live it. Oh, you think maybe, uh, I, I don't mean to like get this right off of the top here, but your buddy Enzo's gonna be out. Have you been thinking about sort of like solo gimmicks? Is your gimmick gonna, I'll be speller. Uh, I can spell things. Uh, well, look, Enzo's just out for a little bit. He's got a bit of a concussion. You know, hey, who, Skull, you know. Well, I was reading on the dirt sheets that Enzo might be out longer than you thought. I, I read that this might be it for him. Like he had such a bad head injury that, you know, he's not gonna be right anymore. What do you mean? Like, I mean, like you might have to go on your own. Like he's done with the WWE. Like he's not gonna be back for like a, why is this dog scratching himself? You got a wire? You got a wire on you? Is this dog wired? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we keep all the animals wired here. It's a security measure. What's going on? Get this dog away from me! This dog's bad juju! Get away! <laughs> the, dog's, the dog's fine. Okay. The dog's fine. Should you I say call an you, angel's not going to come back for a little can bit? Can I call you Big or should I call you Cass? Or do I need call, to call me you Big Cass. I gotta call you Big Cass. What's, what's this dog? <laughs> hey, have a seat. Okay. Not you. You say <laughs> S-I-T-T-I-N-G. I know you're sitting. You're sitting, okay. Uh, Are you a what, what do you mean? What have you heard about Enzo? He's not coming back for a little bit. Are you ribbing me? I'm not ribbing you. This is a non-rib. This is purely unribbed. You saying that I gotta do this act solo for a while? Yeah, you, I think, yeah, you might want to start thinking about what you're gonna do. Can you handle this? Oh no. Oh no, Big Cass is S-C-A-R-E-D. Scared? I need Enzo. No, you, I think you're great on the mic. Oh, you know no. how to spell soft? Oh, I say, oh, where's Enzo? No, 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 you don't need S Enzo. A. Or look, well, are you, maybe you're not comfortable by yourself. Maybe you can team up with somebody else. Is there somebody else you like oh, to work with? I'm not teaming with this dog. I don't like this dog. He's got a wire no, on him. The dog's got a, a flourishing solo career. He's not going to want to get in tag team. Are you with FBI? Are you the FBI? Oh, I don't <laughs> like this dog. Hey, that's, have you ever seen that movie Turner and Hooch? I have. This is Hooch. That dog gets shot, and that is S-A-D-D-D. Sad. <laughs> I don't like it. I need Enzo back. I can't handle this on my own. No, Cass, I think... It's too much stress. It's too much what? Stress. 
Oh, you want me to spell yeah, it out spell for that you? Out. Uh, there's so many S R. Oh, I can't do this. No, yeah, yeah, Too much stress. Big cast, big cast. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, who's got the softest skull in the room? E N Z O. That's O. Why do you have to get knocked out? Would you, if, if, would you have taken his place? Like, if all things could have been switched, would you have gotten knocked out for your buddy Enzo? I would take a B U L I T for Enzo. Bullet. Oh, why does that have to happen? I can't handle this. Oh no, I, I, I need him. I can't be on my own. I can't do this. What happened in your childhood or something that made you so fearful of being on your own? I got T-U-C-H-D touched. It wasn't okay. It was my uncle. I wasn't okay with this. I, I need help. I need help from my little buddy Enzo. This is so weird that you're coming out on the podcast like this, this bombshell that you were touched as a kid. I, I, I'm too vulnerable right now. V-L-N-R-B. No, that's too big. I wouldn't. Vulnerable. I don't even know what you were going for there. Vulnerable. I'm going to cry right now. No, hey, big ass. It's okay. Well, I, gotta do I will donate my brain to Enzo to get him back and I'll be his partner and we'll get through this. I don't know if that's a good idea for either part. B U R R N brain. I miss you, Enzo. I hope you're well. I'm really sad to hear that you're not gonna be back for a while. I'm not gonna go on a solo career without him. I need him. He is my right and my left hand and my third leg. But Cass, I gotta, you know, it's really great that you came out and were so emotional like this. I gotta tell you, this is all just a joke. And so it's not. No, 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 that's not true. My uncle touched me. No, T U C H D touched. No, I'm sure that's true. I'm not doubting the legitimacy of that story. I'm just saying that Enzo is not going to be out of the WWE permanently. He's coming back. You were fucking with me. No, it's like a joke. Like, ah, we're all messing no, around. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Thank you. You made me L U F F F loof. <laughs> this is pretty good. I was scared. Oh. Yeah, but there's nothing to be scared about now. Enzo's coming back. Oh, okay. But you've had a bunch of, like, solo things. You're out there kicking ass, taking names. Yeah, but I'm no Undertaker. You taker. I can't spell it. I don't know how to spell Undertaker. That's right. No, I, look, I'm a tag team guy, and he's my buddy, and I wouldn't do things without my buddy. So, I appreciate you telling me the truth after you lied to me and put me through a lot of trauma. Well, yeah, that's just what I do. I like to emotionally damage people for no reason other than mine and the listener's enjoyment. You sound like my uncle. Yeah, can I touch you? No! <laughs> you try and stop me. No, I can't! <laughs> yeah, you can't, that's yeah! right. Don't stop, I'm touching no. you. Where'd your uncle touch you, here? I'm, oh, I'm leaving. L-U-V-I-N. Leaving! All right, uh, bye. You might be able to get out of that gate, though. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, well, he's seven feet tall. He just hopped he's right over hopped it. Hopped right over it. Gunner, why'd you make it weird? Gunner the dog was scratching himself down. Hope he didn't mind that I told him that it was all just for fun. That's what wrestlers do. They rib each other. Yeah, you know, it was... They, uh, they all joke and have gags and all that. Yeah, I was trying to be one of the boys. Yeah, be one of the boys. They have that show Swerve. That's all about that. Oh, yeah. That's a good prank. They should do that on Swerve where they pretend Enzo Amore's dead. <laughs> Yeah, they should. Uh, yeah, do you watch any of their programming? No. Like the other, the other wrestling content? Because I know you're saying, well, they want me to watch this much anyway. And then on top of that, 
everything else. I can't. I can't get into it. Have I mean, you? Tr- what have you tried? None. Nothing. Nothing. I've tried any of it? Okay, that's fair. They just released Camp WWE. Exactly. That's a Seth Green thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, I I thought it was very South Park like, uh, but everybody goes no Brickleberry. I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't watch Brickleberry. I watch South Park, so I thought I was giving it a higher compliment. <laughs> Uh, but I haven't seen it yet. It looks really funny because it's just dirty. And they swear a lot. Really? Yeah. Like how much, what words do they use? It's like a mature show. They say fuck? I, I think so. Yeah. I don't know if they say fuck this or fuck that. They just might say fuck. Yeah, I mean, I don't care like the context in which they say fuck. I just want to hear it in my cartoons. Oh, okay. I don't know if there's a uh, like a Korean guy that th- his name's fuck. So I don't know uh, if that lessens it. That's how you get around the FCC rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they, they, that's the thing. They're not going through normal television. It's their network. But is, I thought it's so geared towards kids and stuff. There are parental controls, it turns out. Because uh-huh. they talked about it on one of the shows. Because I thought, well, how does that work? And then they had to say, hey, on the WWE Network, there are parental controls in case you want to put those in. I was like, good. Never edit anything that I watch ever. You put on reverse parental controls where it won't show the G-rated stuff? That's Yeah, that's exactly what I do. It won't show me SmackDown. Uh, I can't watch Superstars, Main Event. Um, there's a whole bunch of shows that block that. But it saves me way more time. That's good thinking. It's a smart plan on your part. Uh, okay, so you were watching up to WrestleMania. You went to WrestleMania 30. Yeah, the one in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went that's to that right. one. Where were you sitting for that one? Uh second tier like there was the floor area okay and there was like the second tier then there was like the upper tier i was in the second like section i mean it was pretty good yeah wise uh what's that like seating wise and like what you saw uh, or were you staring at a screen the whole time no I, I, I tried to watch live as much as i could it was small sure uh that was my first time at like a real event like i've been to house shows but that was my first time i've been to like a tv thing yeah so i would i thought they would have the announcers and you could hear all that stuff but you couldn't right right so that was kind of a weird different thing to kind of not have did you enjoy not having that or was it uh like you got it took some getting used to because you're like what is happening yeah but it was more enjoyable like once I got the gist. I mean, there's everybody that goes there is a pretty hip crowd, so they kind of know what's going on. I watched, so I can read what's going on. Hip as far as savvy is what's going on in wrestling, not hip as in like yeah, it wasn't a like statement. They're on all getting famous. in the clubs because <laughs> I can speak from experience. They will kick you right the fuck out for wearing a Mr. Ash shirt while in line. <laughs> uh, I was listening to your podcast last week, and you were talking. You and Shane were talking about going to WrestleMania and it being a clusterfuck, having getting everybody in. Oh, that was Shane's experience, not mine. But you had, like, press passes or something? You got in early? Yeah. But the WrestleMania in New Orleans was the same thing. It was a fucking mess getting in there. Yeah. And by the time I got to my seats, they'd already started one of the matches or something. Mm-hmm. Like, is that just a standard thing at wrestling shows? Well, I think anytime they're dealing with... The, the problem is with 70,000-plus uh, stadiums that they don't have a problem with football and stuff because football... You can get there. It's it's very spread out. Like people are partying, and there's no rush to get in right away. And plus, there's all the like there's the pregame, everything like that. It's there's no I got to get in and see this right from the beginning, and um, it's way more lax. And I think the stadiums open far more early than what they do for wrestling because for wrestling they're rehearsing and doing everything the whoa, last whoa, minute whoa, possible. Whoa. What? 
you know, like um, the bands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bands are rehearsing. Sound cues, technical cues, so much weird staging and lighting stuff all up but to I feel the like last possible and minute. Stuff, I've been to concerts and it wasn't a mess like that getting in. Like getting out's a different thing, but getting in, I feel like it was. Right, but that's a concert that they have set that they'll do several times. Yeah, I get yeah, On yeah, a yeah, tour, yeah, yeah, right. this is a one-time show that they have maybe four or five days to prep. But I just feel like the fact that this is a it's a it's a one-time show that they do every single month. Well, right? WrestleMania is different. Like, like think a of, think of last year, they had Terminators. <laughs> like, who knows when that idea came up? Like, maybe that was six hours before, and Vince was like, "I need Terminators here." <laughs> it's like, what? How, how are we supposed to get Terminators? Like, I don't care, just get him here. Just get him here. And then he sees me. He's like, no, 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 I mean predators. They're like, no. No, we're dealing with Terminators. You don't get predators now. But I don't know. That's So you got in late during your experience. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah, it was. Undertaker losing was one of the like most surreal experiences of my life. Yeah. You know, 70,000 people depressed and sad and confused <laughs> yeah how are you how are you were you like laughing at everybody uh you're kind of sick yeah i mean like watching people just like their mouths agape in mm -hmm. shock like i mean i wasn't in i mean i it's shocking it's shocking but i wasn't invested to where it was like destroying my life like it looked like there was people crying really you didn't see there was videos of people crying and that sort of shit well yeah well like, I saw people totally shocked. I guess I never saw anyone crying. Really? Yeah. N nowhere around me or anything. It was it was constant, like, is this real? Did that? No. What? Oh? Uh, uh? Yeah, it was cool to experience that, especially when I'm sort of apathetic on, on the outside because it's uh, a TV show, right? Right. It's not a way of life for me. And so it was, like, weird seeing. Not weird. It was cool seeing like yeah. people show this much emotion about something it was cool being in that sort of earnest sort of environment where people were not ashamed or anything of being like oh this is fucking devastating this is 20 years of my life and it's <laughs> gone <laughs> were you devastated by it i wasn't devastated by it but i that's the most shocked i've ever been in wrestling real yeah cuz because like I just said, it's, it was, what is it? It's 20, 21 and 1. So it was 22 years, 22 plus years, because he wasn't at every single WrestleMania that from the time he started. So for 20 years, you just know it to be the standard of, no matter what, this guy wins. Like, that's just the way it is. And on occasion during a match, you believe, oh, he might lose this time. Holy shit. And you get wrapped up in it, and then you go, oh, right. Well, you won, of course. Yeah, of course he won. I knew he was going to win. I, I'm not stupid. And this one, you go, well, yeah, of course he's going to win. Why would Brock win? Why would the most legitimate guy beat him <laughs> ever? But you just, there, there wasn't the story behind it or any of the, the build necessarily where you even bought it. And then it happened, and you don't believe it. It's crazy. It's everything you don't know to exist existing. And it was, I, I was so shocked. And I, I loved being there for it. It was great. Yeah, it's like an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Oh, my God. I'm right? sure. But even more so, because it's happening in real life. 
I'm sure 20 years from the time that Signs comes out, M. Night Shyamalan will put out a new cut and Haley Joe will be older and fatter and he'll be like, I was just kidding. Uh, I didn't see dead people. You mean Sixth Sense? What'd I say? You said Signs. No, I think you heard me wrong. <laughs> no, I think they're going to remake Haley Joel Osment in Signs <laughs> in 20 years. Yeah, and it'll be him and Mel Gibson talking about uh, Sugar Tits and the Jews. <laughs> Sugar Tits and the Jews would make a great tag team. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, if Mel Gibson and Haley Joel Osment <laughs> became a tag team of Sugar Tits and the Jews? Well, I was thinking in the Divas. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> the women, the Lehman. Women. They're women They're now. They're not called divas anymore? No. They're women now. So the women tag team of Sugar Tits and the Jews. <laughs> a little respect. No, the a Jews, little respect. The Jews would have to be the manager of Sugar Tits. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's Paul Heyman. They'd each have their own Jew. Okay. Oh, they have their own well, Jew? Yeah, the Jews. Right. Unless as a people they're managing Sugar Tits. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. They each get their own Jew. So, okay, so you get Sugar Tits and the Jews. I like this. For the women's division. For the women's division. Yes. A little bit more respect, Lehman, for Sugar Tits and the Juice. Okay. I think we got a, a good idea here. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So you've been to WrestleMania 30. You've been to some house shows. Uh, you watch sort of sporadically here and there. Yeah. I'm getting... I had to take a break. I watched Payback, and then I'm getting back into the okay. Raw. I never watched SmackDown. Uh, that's fair. For so long, it was such a inferior product. Yeah, and it still is. It's much better than it was, but I love the main commentator on it, but I don't think that would do a whole lot for you. Cause is he better than Michael Cole? Oh, yeah, way better. He's a, he's a better fight commentator, okay. and he's also, like, he'll call out the moves so you know what things are again. Ah. Instead of, like... Oh my! But how good is it is incorporating Mountain Dew and uh, Snickers into the commentary? Not as great. Yeah. That's what you like? You like your snacks? <laughs> I like my promotions seamlessly, blatantly advertised. <laughs> yeah, what else do you notice that I don't? Do you, you notice uh, that? I don't understand why JBL keeps setting his hat there when it's going to get smashed or taken. <laughs> That's a fair point. Right? What? He's buying these hats. Mm hmm. Get a hat rack? <laughs> That's a good idea. He should have a hat rack. Right? Like, how many times do wrestlers just knock the hat off or they'll put it on their sweaty head just to stick it to JBL and JBL doesn't even mention, like, can you take my hat off? Yeah. Because he's sitting there working and it's like, uh, do I got to wait for the break to get up, take my headset <laughs> off and go like, oh, my hat smells gross on the inside now. Nah, I just, I'm going to throw this hat away. It's garbage. What does he do with all those hats? Do you think the hat, WWE pays for hats? No. He'd have to buy, buy his own hat? Does he go back to the wrestlers after the show and go, you messed up my hat, you're going to owe me $35? <laughs> you think those are $35 hats? I can't imagine them. I mean, I'm sure cowboy hats can get really expensive, but I hope he's not spending like $200 on a cowboy hat. Lehman, those are TV cowboy hats. <laughs> you can't. You were on NBC. You were, you were on America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah, but Did NBC. you see any $35 cowboy hats that made HD NBC Universal Television? No, NBC bought all our cowboy hats when we were on the show. I'm sure they're $35,000. At least. At least. Uh, I know one of the jackets that... Do you want to get into AGT talk? What? Do you want to get into... America's oh, Got did Talent? you just abbreviate it for me? <laughs> yes, I want to get into AGT talk. I will say that one of the jackets that one of the guys wore, a singer guy, 
can't remember his name, was $10,000. Bill Div DeVoe. was $10,000. They flew the jacket in what? from Paris for him to wear on the show. Holy shit. Yeah. So he didn't even travel with it himself. He brought it. He Someone else flew that shit in. Yeah, the producers brought it in. It was like a fancy designer jacket. That's crazy. That is absurd. I would have tried to steal it. Why didn't you? I never got access to it. He was wearing it all the time. What a bastard. Yeah, I know. Okay. So that was outrageous. Okay, so you guys made a lot of your own props and stuff. Or, like, you came up with the concepts for, like, needing big set pieces and props for when you guys were on America's Got Talent. Yeah. Who, you didn't create them? Uh, we told them, them about them, and they had the prop department and how, build the stuff. how short a time? Because I always am fascinated by that with wrestling, because there are times where clearly something is thrown together quickly, like a new set, a new thing, and I don't think they put in a lot of prep time of when they're going to do it. So when it's like, they need something. How fast was the turnaround for you telling them, hey, we need this? Like, what was something that you guys needed? Uh, it was always uh, a week. Okay. Right, because we would get there on, like, say the show taped on Tuesday or whatever, we would get in on the previous Monday. Mm-hmm. And so we would pitch the ideas to them, and they would build everything that needed to be built in that week. Okay. And did they ever do one build, and you're like, nope. Do it again. No. It was always, was it Was it to your expectations, or were you like, eh, we'll just deal with it? A little of both. Okay. Right, like, probably if it was like, oh, no, this can, can this be changed a little bit, but then it's also, you know, we get this, and then you're filming tomorrow, so it's not like you have time to go, oh, can you change this font on this thing? Mm-hmm. And they would have been like, fuck you. <laughs> like, we just spent, you know, $8,000 building this giant lotto ticket for you uh-huh. we're not gonna change it now so was it also something that present presentationally you look at it and you go like that looks gorgeous but you look behind it and you go well this is thrown together no like everything was great really okay well they got you know people that are just building props all day right i just don't know if that's one of the tv things where it, it looks good on the outside Oh, right, right, right. sort of thrown together, or if that's just the TV magic. Of, uh, well, I mean, know. like, the back is not painted, so it's just plywood. Oh, right? but garbage. But it looked good even from, like, standing on it. It wasn't just like, oh, this will look good on TV, but it looks shitty up in person. Like, it looked good looking at it. Mm-hmm. Was there a... Uh... Do you met a lot of celebrities now because of it? Like, you... So you're on the show. For those who haven't watched the show, uh, we posted clips back when you guys were on, and I'll post some clips again. So... Uh, it's you and David Blatter. Yeah. Uh, performing in a magic group together. You guys are... I like you more than Penn & Teller. Oh, thank you. I'll say. Uh, I love watching you guys. I've seen you live several times. And on the show was just even cooler because it's like you were on TV and legit and more people got to see you. Uh, and so the that show has judges where they're judging if America does indeed have talent or not. Uh, and the magic acts are always... As it turns fun. out, every year... America has had one person with talent. <laughs> they haven't had a season where, like, we can't award a winner this year because none of the talent has lived up. Which I'm just waiting for one of the shows, like, we, there's no winner this year. I'm waiting for one year to find out somebody's a filthy Canadian, and then they're like, exiled! They have foreigners on there. No. Yes. That, no. Dirty secret. Howie Mandel, Canadian. Even the judges aren't American. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think this year, 
None of the judges what are about American. That Giselle Bunchen. Is she American? She's not even on the show. What? Who am I thinking of? I think you're thinking of Howard Stern. Oh, uh, yeah. The beautiful Howard Stern. And then that Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum is German. What? Mel B Heidi is British. Heidi Klum? Yeah. And they're judging Americans. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, actually, an interesting thing. I, was, I travel around. I do a lot of like, magic conventions and things like that. And so I meet magicians. And I met this magician who used to be a wrestler. What? Yeah. Wait, well, hold on, hold on. You, first off, magic conventions? <laughs> I know, it's a real pussy magnet. <laughs> oh, man. You gotta get at me in on this magic thing, because these wrestling conventions are real sausage magnets. Uh, so think of, like, wrestling conventions where it's... Oh, sorry, I meant dick magnets. <laughs> uh... Magic events are just like wrestling conventions, except no guys are good looking, right? They're all fat and old. Oh, you meant like the, the uh, <laughs> like the uh, I you meant Razor the, Ramon. I like you meant studs. like the attendees of like, wait a minute, you think all the wrestling attendees going are all just like suave, good looking dudes? Uh, it's the same. Like I'm guessing it's a lot of nerdy white guys. Yes. Yeah, that's all the magic conventions too. But yeah. even the performers are not. They're not cool people that were like used to be wrestlers and athletes and that sort of okay. stuff. Okay, so it's a bunch of less fanny packs though, from what I've seen on. I bet more suits. Yeah, a lot more suits. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of suits at wrestling conventions. No, very, 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 none. Terry Funk doesn't show up in like a nice three-piece double-breasted suit. He shows up in that and then dresses down and sweats in a t-shirt. <laughs> well, those are for the traveling day. suits. Yeah, it's traveling suits. <laughs> So wait, what kind of merch is sold at a rest, at a uh, magic convention? Uh, magic tricks. Okay. You don't get a lot of. Uh, no cool I'll sign your. I'll sign a picture that you bring for twenty dollars. <laughs> there's not a lot of that. No. No. Uh, there's not a market for it. The, okay. Well, I guess if all the magicians decided, hey, we're gonna start charging twenty dollars to sign things, mm -hmm. right? But. I, are all these wrestling conventions? Do all the wrestlers charge, or are there some wrestlers that are doing it for free? Uh, I think it depends on the convention. There might be some where you just pay a flat fee and then you get to meet some people. But, but a lot of like the VIP all. stuff, the the upper echelon guys, you got to pay in some form or another separately to have any interaction with them. Yeah. So if like one of them decided, hey, I'm not going to charge. Like the Ric Flair of magic, <laughs> David Copperfield. <laughs> Even David Copperfield has been to a couple of these conventions and he'll like. He's not there for long, right? He's they'll yeah. like shake hands and take pictures and stuff. He's not there for a long time. He's just there for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking for you know all those chicks hanging around. Oh sure. All those magic chicks. Yeah, because it's a pussy magnet. It's a pussy magnet. So wait a second. You're saying that a wrestler was there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Back to the point. All right. This guy that used to wrestle. Uh, I'm uh, sure you know him. Big time wrestler. You oh know, sure. So let me. I'm just trying to think of guys that might have done. He said he was huge. Huge? Yeah, he said he did was like big time, uh, like mid nineties. Well, was he in the WWE? Yeah, really? Yeah, big time. He did a whole magic gimmick. Hmm, I'm trying to think like of who, who might have done that. Look, I'll give you a hint. Okay. He eventually got pushed out of the WWE because the Undertaker was scared that his gimmick was going to overpower Undertaker's gimmick. Really? Yes, that's exactly what he said happened. That's hard to question. I know he said it. I take people at their at their uh, table gurneys. Well, people don't lie at magic conventions. Well, I don't see how they could. It's a space for brotherhood and <laughs> uniting. Uh, much like wrestling conventions.
Well, wait, I got... Are you talking about Fantasio? Yes! He said Fantasio. Fantasio, I'm sorry. I mean, it's like Fandango that some people say Fandango, Fandango. He was, this Fantasio. guy was bigger than Fandango. Is that right? That's what he said. Uh, you know, I can't question it. I, do you, so wait, you guys are like tight? Yeah, we travel all over the time together now. For real? Yeah, he's driving. He's sitting out in the car right now, restocking his birds and rabbits and stuff. Oh, wow. So wait, he doesn't have a person to do that? Or you don't trust someone else to do that As a thing? magician, you don't trust anybody else to stuff your birds and rabbits. Sure, that makes sense. <laughs> I, would, I would only trust John Madden to do it. It's my football joke, everybody. That's my football joke. Turduckins. Is that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a big snore from Gunner, the dog from that one. <laughs> you go straight to hell, you adorable bastard. Um, can you? I can see if he wants to come in and I talk for a little bit. How do you, do you approach a magician? Can you summon him to come in? Yeah, I just think it. Oh. Yeah. God, you guys are in the dark arts. Should I just give me a second to think this? Sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Lehman does a lot of different uh, illusions and tricks. Uh, again, a great... Oh! Oh, my God! I am Fantasio! Oh, my goodness! Wait, where did Lehman go? He's in the car stuffing my rabbits and doves and birds and rabbits. That's an amazing trick, Fantasio. I, that was amazing. Like... Oh, allow me to take off my white mask and show my white painted face. That is very unusual. I got to say that not a lot of people uh, paint their face and then put a mask on over their painted face. I had a real problem touching my face. Yes. And my gloves would get all makeup-y. Oh. And so I thought, why not get a mask that looks exactly like my face makeup? Sure. So when I'm backstage, people see, oh, there's Fantasio. I was a big thing back in the 90s. You remember all my match. I, okay, yeah, you say that, and uh, that brings me to a point. Um, I only remember you having a match. That, yes, but it was a big one. Whoa. I mean, it was a big guy. Yes, that's how I judge things, based on the size of the guys. Okay. Um, I've had a lot of big things. You've had a lot of big things? Yes, all my magic shows. I try and find the fattest guy. And bring him up on stage, and I say, "Look at the size of this show." <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah. before you continue, do you see this candle? Yeah. Okay. I'm look. Uh, it's a walking stick now. What? How did you? I, I am always okay. I want to know, but I don't want to know. I can't tell you. Okay, good, because I want, I want to know, but I don't want to know, because then I'll kill it for me. Yeah, the world of magic and the world of wrestling are so similar. Everything's covered in secrecy. And I got to tell you, I know a couple of secrets of wrestling, and I wish I didn't know them. I wish I was still just ignorant to it. it what sort of? I know a lot of secrets of wrestling because I was big back in the '90s, mm -hmm. so I know all sorts of secrets. I know secrets of wrestling because I watched that UPN special, The Secrets of Wrestling. Where they they showed some of it, so that's that, not bragging, but UPN that's UPN was big back in my heyday in wrestling. Is that right? That's right. Were you ever featured on UPN? No, but oh, okay. I mean, I, I had the channel and oh sure, big fan of Moesha. Yeah, Shasta McNasty. Yes, they're also a big fan of that little midget fellow. <laughs> that was a small show because he's a midget fellow. Yes. That's, that's okay for you to say because you're a magician, I feel. Yeah, well, we talk about all things and sizes and mm -hmm. midgets. That's how most tricks are done, if you think about it. So, wait, I'm trying to remember the guy's name that you wrestled on WWE television. Something DeVito? Yes, no relation to Danny DeVito. <laughs> okay. Um, Although they were both short fat men, so. 
Yeah, the the guy that you fought wasn't like a crazy athlete or but anything. He was, I mean, well, it's not. I mean, I won, so obviously, you know, I'm good. Uh, but he was also very good. I, people compare the person, that DeVito fellow, mm-hmm. to a uh, better John Cena. Really? Right? So I beat a better John Cena in that better John Cena's heyday. Now, uh, Fantasio, I have Well, not... before we pick a card. Okay. Uh, I will pick uh, this card. Perfect. Okay. Look at it. I'm looking at okay. it. Okay. All right. Put it back. All right. So I'll put it back Perfect. in the deck. It's going back in the deck for the listeners at home who can't see this. I chose a card from the deck, and he's now uh, shuffling it back. Was this your card? Yes, it is my card. Thank you. I didn't even... That was, yeah, it was the four of diamonds. That was amazing. They're all four of diamonds. Don't tell me. That's how they're all four of diamonds. Man, now I know a secret of magic. That's amazing. Don't tell anybody how that works. That was just for you? I, w- I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, so... You say you beat a better John Cena. I don't. That's what the universe of wrestling and all the announcers and all the big people back in the mid-90s when I was huge in WWE would say. I guess maybe someone said that back then when they didn't know who John Cena was before he was even a wrestler. Like, maybe. Yeah, I guess maybe. maybe Yeah, they would say this young kid, John Cena. Uh This wrestler is better than this child. (laughs) Maybe you have soothsayers amongst the magicians that would know something like that. Well, yeah, I can see in the future I could you hang can? out with. Yes, of course. Can you ask? Uh, wait, can I ask you something about your future? About my future? Yes. Of, of course, it's going to be bright and huge and so fat. And do you think you'll be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? I can't see a reason why not. <laughs> you, well, I, I, I'm not a soothsayer. I cannot see into the future. But I can think of several reasons. Well, why you, you name another uh, wrestler that thought of wearing a mask. Exactly like his face paint over his face paint to protect his face paint. I see all the time these new guys coming out, these young whippersnappers like Sting coming out with their faces <laughs> all made up in paint, and it gets all smeared across. I can't think of it. I can think of wrestlers who've worn a mask over a mask. I can't think of anybody who's worn face paint with a mask over their face paint that looks exactly like their face paint. That's right. You tell me a. a marvel of modern engineering like that not being in the hall of fame it's a travesty you know i guess you are a pioneer in that sense but it's a little strange though to not they're not going to have a lot of footage to pull from you you came out for a match you did some tricks i did i did some illusions illusion i'm sorry i never know the difference do you see this top hat yes look at this okay i'm looking at top hat Where'd all that smoke come from? I don't know. There's smoke that's now coming out of that yeah, top it's hat. It's a gimmick mechanism inside the top hat that oh, produces smoke. Oh, that's two secrets I know about <laughs> professional wrestling, though. I feel like that's too, too many. But how did that little mechanism get inside that top hat? <sighs> magic? No, I put it in there before. God, that's three secrets of magic that I now know. Damn it. All right. Look, Fantasio, uh, how, how are things going for you? Uh, Couldn't be better. <laughs> Okay, you and uh, you're doing magic shows around. Were you? Were you, uh, doing? you know, doing <laughs> might be the wrong word. Okay, uh, performing. No, I meant like in the act of like actually participating. You know, I you know I think about magic shows and I go to a lot of magic shows. I'm trying to get into the kids' birthday party circuit. Okay, forty bucks for a thirty-minute show. You tell me, is that good money? Hey. It's more than I'm making. It's more than I'm making. Podcasting. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 
Well, have you heard about uh, getting into Jewish... Uh... The Jewish fundraisers? Yeah. Well, I already started checking penises before my shows. So I've gotten... are, you the, are you the pecker checker for I'm this? I'm the pecker checker. That sounds like a pretty good game. It's pretty good. If they're too scared to pull it out, I can feel if it's circumcised just with my hands and mouth. <laughs> Over the pants? Of course. <laughs> you thought about that. <laughs> Why'd you think about that? I prefer under the pants. It's easier, but over oh. the pants, I can do it. I'm a magician. I have sensitive fingertips. Uh, that makes sense. You wouldn't have calluses like a guitarist. No. No, no. That be disgusting. <laughs> that would be disgusting. Well, I'm glad to hear that you have stuff going on, but you were stuffing a lot of birds and rabbits. Was that for a show coming up? No. Oh. All right. Well, um. Mind if I ask what it, what it's for then? I get this thing where I. Uh, all right, well, it's a, it's a side project I'm doing. Okay. Where it's you know those Kinder Egg toys where there's like chocolate and then there's a little toy inside. Do I? Well, you can't have those in America because kids will choke on them. Sure, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, but if you stuff thing. a bird inside of a rabbit, <laughs> who's getting hurt? Kid gets two toys, two little animals for the price of one. Wait, those are toys? You're stuffing a bird inside of a rabbit? Wouldn't you think that's fun? Oh, all I have is this rabbit, and then all of a sudden I tear this rabbit apart, and there's a bird inside! Well, you said nothing gets hurt. Sounds like, um... <laughs> nothing gets hurt on mine! I don't know how these kids get these birds out of these rabbits. It sounds like the, uh, the, the rabbit is sure to die. No, I don't. I'm not a doctor. I'm a magician. You said they tear them apart. Well, I don't know how the kids get the bird. How do you? How would you get a bird out of a rabbit? <laughs> I I would assume I tear them apart. Right. So that's hurting the rabbit. But I'm not. Okay. Well, well, like, what if someone stuck Fantasio inside of John Cena? Is that a is that a fun toy for a kid to have? That oh look, I got two wrestlers inside of each other. It's like yeah, why wouldn't that? And then they would tear apart John Cena to get me out. <laughs> and you'd be okay. Why wouldn't I be? I guess I don't know magic. I don't know how magic yeah, works. Or wrestling. This combines both worlds. You know, I guess you do more, know more than I do, Fantasio, about wrestling and magic. Oh, well, I was a giant, huge star back in the mid-90s. You know, I'm going to try and find more of your footage, because all i found so far is just a uh, match. Right, but, you know, I mean, if we're going to base everything based on how many videos are up on the WWE Network... Oh, no, I see. I am as searchable as Chris Benoit. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. I searched both of you before the show. No results came up. I'm, you mean the same amount of results came up? Uh, yes, I suppose that's true. The same amount of results came up. It's like you, you, are, you are as respected as Chris Benoit was in... <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I'm the Chris Benoit of magic. <laughs> oh, so that's a hell of a title for yourself. I think when you go and do these shows, you should you should use that title. That'll be a that'll be a hell of a thing. So um, so congrats on that, and and thanks for stopping by. Oh, but before before I go. Oh, all right. I'm going to reach down your pants. Okay. This is different than the circumcision thing. Okay. Yeah. So far, this is very uncomfortable because you did it before you're gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna feel you. Okay, thank you. Okay. So uh, Fantasio's hand is down my pants. And ta-da! Um, Are these your underwear? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's my finishing move. Yeah, yeah, that's... I remove underwear. Disorient the wrestler. I, I, you know, this... That's, that's just generic boxer briefs with hearts on them. That's... Like, I, I feel like he planted those there. Well, now who's spoiling magic? 
I guess that's me. Oh! Oh my god. <coughs> Lehman! Oh, I was right in the middle of stuffing a bird inside of a rabbit. Ah. Look, I, I felt like I just ruined it right at the end there. I mean, all the other tricks he was doing were pure magic, but... He's really good, right? Yeah. Did you catch up on all the wrestling stuff? He said he was huge. I tried to find him, but he said he, all his stuff's offline. Because that's the, when he's going to the WWE Hall of Fame this year, yeah. he said they had to take all that old footage off, off of the internet. But he said he had matches all the time. Is that right? That's what he said. That's bizarre. You know, it's it's weird. And at the end there, I I, I told him that those weren't my underwear. And Oh, he did the underwear trick? He did the underwear trick. It was just fake underwear you just put in your pants before. Now I know four th- secrets of magic. Oh, did I not, should I not have spoiled the magic? No, it's ah, okay. But that was exciting. But, the, but how does he get those fake underwear in your pants before? I, that I don't know. <laughs> this is a good trick, right? I don't know. But either way, he brushed against my penis, so this is a good day. Oh, he could probably tell you if you're circumcised or not. He's got a really clever thing that he does hmm. with his hands and mouth. I guess, listeners, <laughs> you'll have to go, go tour oh, around, yeah. <laughs> and you'll it? find out whether or not I'm circumcised. Go on Twitter, like if you think he is, and reply if you think he's not. That's not how Twitter <laughs> works, but all right. Retweet and like, and, and yeah, I think that's it now. Retweet if he is, like if you th- if he's not. <laughs> uh, so, what what you got coming up? Plugs. Uh, well, besides that Jewish fundraiser in Denver, <laughs> uh, we also are doing some libraries in Kentucky. <laughs> I know this all really? sounds very exciting and uh, <laughs> and all, uh, but you know it's just work as usual. Sure. Uh, hey, it's not the old work he used to do, so it's still pretty cool, right? Yeah. I meant that in a positive way. It wasn't a slight. Oh, no, I know you meant it in a positive okay, way, okay. but I didn't. It's You just you just flash forward to being in a library during magic. Like, <laughs> ah, son of a bitch. Uh, I just fast forward to people complaining about the content. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys, it's content I like, so if that gives you any indication, listeners. Yeah, it's TVMA, yeah. I would say. It's regular Camp WWE of magic. Yeah, maybe I should watch Camp WWE. Is there jokes I could steal? <laughs> Probably. I think it's a limited audience that'll watch Camp <laughs> WWE compared to everyone else. Uh, so, okay, uh, Magic Castle? Yeah. Or is that too exclusive for people? No, I mean, if there's listeners in L.A. that want to go to the Magic Castle, I'll be there the first weekend in June. Okay. Uh, put you on a guest list. Hmm. Uh, it's hard to get into the Magic Castle, people. If you don't know about this, it's a staple in Los Angeles. It is a hoity-toity magic club. Uh, you got to be all dressed up in a suit and dress, but you take a lady there or a fella on a date, whoo, man, you can you can pull out their underwear. That's actually a pussy magnet. Yes. Because it's not the, ma- the magic aspect does not make it that. It's because there's a bunch of bars. It's people a bunch are of bars, up. and it's very exclusive. Exclusive, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, and it is a very cool experience. Um, so, uh, what, follow you on Twitter for more information uh, about shows and stuff? Sure. David and Lehman. I think or, it's at David and Lehman. Or what? Or at Lehman Parker. I don't know. Or davidandlehman.com. Is that where you guys put all your stuff? We don't put our stuff anywhere. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. We you don't do any. One of the best magic acts out there. Yeah, but we don't do any shows that are open to the general public. Yeah, you got to do some of those. I know, general public shows. Yeah. Oh, this library thing. If you live in the Kentucky area. <laughs> And you got some books to return. I don't even know what part of Kentucky it's in. (laughs) Uh, Listeners, take a guess (laughs) on Twitter.
so, well, thanks for coming on, Lehman. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Uh, and, of course, with me, uh, you can be listening to uh, Wrestling Compadre Slamcast. I am there with the guys. Um, see, this last week was, um, who, uh, oh, Sasha Banks. The Sasha Banks interview was up there from Whoa. WrestleMania. Uh, previously, we've had Samoa Joe um, and others. And then I think this next week, it's probably going to be Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens interview. Is any relation to Terry Owens, that wrestler? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you mean, um... Terry Crews? Yeah, Terry Crews. No, Apollo... Oh, yeah, Creed? Zach. <laughs> Zach, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, of course, they're, they're related to each other. Um, so check out that, uh, and as well as AfterBuzz TV SmackDown doing that as well. And, uh, yeah, so, guys, uh, the, the episodes are going to be a little wonky for a little bit, scheduling-wise. I'm trying to figure that out, and, of course, uh, I am learning sound editing so this is all on me now this is uh i'm becoming a cult cabana where i've got a i gotta run and gun and do it all myself so give me a little bit of patience and i'll try and figure out a schedule and get everything set together we'll see if you can edit out this fire alarm that's been going off this entire podcast the entire podcast yeah. i know i think i'll be able to get that's it. gonna be some real technical skill yeah so if you guys don't hear a fire alarm this entire episode i'm getting pretty good uh, so for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narber. I'm Lehman Parker. Enjoy your wrestling, kids! <laughs>